to the Loyal Locals podcast. I'm Drew Stack. What's up, Steve? How you doing, man? How you doing, man? I'm, I'm hanging in there. Really excited. Why are we... Well, yeah. Finally be back, you know? Yeah. To, like, do a, do a uh, home show. I've been doing road shows. Yeah. Reaction shows. Um, you gotta be part of one of the road shows. We tried to get you in the reaction show. You were just having too much fun in Vegas, man. Ooh. Yeah, um, I remember when, when the... You, you, you guys were at the watch party and uh, you sent me that link and you tried to get me on and I joined and then I was having too much like internet problems where the stadium was that just didn't work out but the, the happy blessing was that's a, kind of exactly when the club was coming out so I got to kind of go over and and uh, cheer the boys on as they loaded them onto the bus and uh, that was a really rad experience so it's definitely more important yeah, yeah. Saying, saying good job to the players that just kicked ass so that's awesome, man. It's it's been fun um, doing those. It's it's been a change in format. Let us know if you think we can do more there, or you have ideas uh, in terms of what you'd like to see there. Uh, I tried to do one at the last match. I got a little distracted because too many New Mexico supporters kept asking me for scarves, so I had to <laughs> sell them scarves. But I was going to do one where I uh, asked some people a question. We'll see. Maybe I'll do that on the bus tomorrow. Yeah, we'll make it a thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the it, it, we got a lot to talk about, man. Between the the aforementioned just uh, bus right there and and the last few matches, so to kind of dial it back, since we did a home show like this that we formally broke down scores and everything, um, we we had an away trip to LA, we had a uh, we had the uh, we actually had the re, the away trip to Vegas, we had a away trip to LA. We had, while, huh? yeah, we had the home tri- We had the home game on that Sunday. Then we had this other home game this Sunday, so uh, against New Mexico. And uh, it's been quite quite the few weeks here. It seems like we went from last time we were talking like this. It was we hope we'll make the playoffs. We think we'll make the playoffs. Now we're in the playoffs. So that's that's one big change. And the other one is we're really hoping we get that second playoff spot too. We better get that second playoff spot. It's right in front of us, and uh, we can definitely accomplish that with just another win or two here. So it's a good spot to be sitting in. I, I, I personally think this is a good thing. Maybe we should podcast less like this. Just do it once every month, check in, and we'll we'll do better. I don't know. Uh, it's part of the fun of doing these shows is is riding that roller coaster with you. But uh, how are you feeling in terms of um, – you know, where the club is at, and then relate it to what you're drinking, because I'm going to go grab what I'm drinking, because I also need water. <laughs> yeah, right on. Um, we are going to slow down and break down a few of those games, but currently I'm stoked, um, sitting in a really, really good place. If uh, Tomorrow is our big bus trip yet again. Uh, we are recording this on Tuesday night. The bus trip is on Wednesday, so um, if you are listening to this before that, and you're on the bus, uh, get as excited as I am. If you're listening to this on Wednesday and you're not on the bus, next time, don't miss out. If you're listening to this after, um, you can probably um, skip a lot of the hype that we're going to have on the podcast. But first, we're going to rewind. But as far as position on the table, um, it's, it's exciting, man. It's exciting. The second place, we've, we've, we're have we in a really good run of form right now. I know we just drew to New Mexico in kind of heartbreaking fashion. What? And again, we'll get to that. But um, – yeah, I, I, we're playing some really good soccer, um, all on top of Jack Blake being injured. So we, we finally saw some minutes out of him. Uh, he's getting back into the fold. And just imagine what the squad is going to look like going into the playoffs. Um, we've talked about it at, on this podcast. And I think as general sports fans, you kind of think about, hey, you know, it's 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 nice to play well during the season. But 
what really matters is momentum going into the playoffs. And man, we're playing some really, really good soccer right now. Um, again, despite that that draw against Mexico, um, it kind of really feels like we're going into the playoffs with a full head of steam um, and going into tomorrow's game. So, yeah, like I said, I think we're going to rewind and kind of go back to the Sacramento game um, at least a little yeah. bit because there's some exciting shit that went on Let's in that do game. It. Um, but uh, from a, a current assessment perspective, um, man, I'm stoked. I'm, I'm so I'm so stoked and I'm so hyped for tomorrow. So stoked, so hype. Um, what are you drinking though? That was the one one thing you didn't get to. Oh yeah, I'm drinking um, Deftones. It's a hazy IPA from uh, Belching Beaver. It's a, it's a Ooh, good. delicious. Yeah. yeah, I'm having a Manhattan from my oh, drink wow. fridge. Wow. I went I went games. hard tonight. I'm pre, I'm pre gaming for tomorrow. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting ready the night before. You're, pre- you're prepping your liver. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like it's like uh, it's like hitting the pool, the Olympic pool the night before. Your your meat. You're just kind of like I'm gonna get in, just do some nice strong laps, and then tomorrow I'll be just hit the water and already feel like I'm there. You know, that's that's how I'm going. Yeah. Um, no, uh, that <laughs> I didn't realize that I was like, oh, I actually have this really sweet Alesmith, uh, beer, the, uh, the flower beer. So maybe I'll bring that on the, on the bus tomorrow. Maybe you can find me and have some of those, or maybe I'll have one later in the podcast. We'll see. But this is what I poured for myself, um, as a, as a treat. Um, anyway, the, <laughs> the Sacramento match was, was interesting, right? You had all these, uh, um, kind of kid groups. You had a lot of different groups coming in that were, um, you know, in terms of making sure a, a match sold out and, and came to what it was supposed to be, it ended up being a pretty great crowd uh, in terms of everybody was there. And um, I personally thought that it was one of those games where you were you were waiting for um, something to uh, go differently than where it went because it just felt like it was exactly what you'd want as a loyal fan in terms of how it came out and um, we'll get to kind of what happened this last Sunday um, in, in terms of where it landed us. But the that match was definitely, I think, where we started. I started to feel like, OK, we're really just going in the direction that we want to go here, which which was great. And the, the crowd was, I think, what yeah. partially helped lift it up over personally. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. It, something about, you know, end of the season, Saturday match, getting close to the playoffs. Maybe it had to do with the Padre season being over. Uh, there were a lot of fans there that I know are Padres season ticket holders that mm-hmm. were super excited to be there. Um, so I, I don't really know what it was, but yeah, that atmosphere was just electric. Uh, late season Saturday night match, um, a lot on the line. Sacramento's kind of been reeling this these past few months. Uh, they're definitely not the team that they were in last season or the season before. Um, they have a lot of retooling to do, but uh, overall, that was just an, it, before we even get to the match. Um, just like so good to see that it was like the game was selling out and um, you know, we had gotten word from the club that one Oh nine had a few tickets left. So we kind of went on social media and said, Hey, you guys call the ticket office because we don't really have an avenue set up for online. Uh, we don't really want to sell, you know, random tickets to random people. We want to sell supporters tickets to supporters who want to be there. So um, we're going to work on that in the off season. Don't worry. But um <laughs> At the end of the day, uh, we did have some tickets left, and I know that those got gobbled up pretty fast. It was a sellout, so um, yeah, it was really, really exciting to see. Um, and I just hope that that kind of continues, that momentum continues. I know Sunday matches are not um, as you know, we don't get as much attendance, um, but we're kind of uh, handcuffed by USD football right now. So uh, that being said, um, this last match of the season coming up, we'll talk about this as well. 
um, should be awesome. And then the potential for a home playoff match um, will be just incredible. So a few more potential home matches um, going forward, but uh, we really need you guys all to show up and show out and, and really bring it like we have the past few weeks. Yeah, I mean, there's the nice thing about that match was it felt like that was the one where if you had said, I'm coming, but I haven't come to a match all year, or I'm, you know, wanted to go and I just haven't gone yet. Um, you know, that was the match that most people seem to make it out to anecdotally. Uh, Mr. Duffy in the, in the comments over here, our, our number one commenter tonight, uh, our trivia host guy randomly decided to check, check out the game of the weekend. I bumped into him at halftime. He was so excited to talk about it tonight. It was his first ever soccer match. So I did hear that anecdote from not just Nick here, but a number of different people that just got the bug and I think are, did come back um, for the New Mexico match or are looking at, hey, when's a night that does work for me to come back in the near future? Hopefully they come back for the playoff game. But as we move forward, I do think that's going to be something we talk about is Sunday versus Saturday. And it shouldn't matter really when you have a, a fan base that could sell out you know, 10,000 or 12,000 seats, we should be able to sell out about a 6,000 seat seater, depending, you know, Friday through Sunday, we should be able to do that. But it is one of those things where as you're trying to do that, I'd, I'd rather take a Sunday over a Wednesday, I'd say that much. But um, yeah. it is one of those things where it does open, you get more people who are able to come to these things that normally don't come because it's a Saturday, and they just won't risk their Sunday, or Sunday afternoon, maybe to get there just because it is a weird time or, or it's more difficult. But um, that, that, that atmosphere is, is really why we do what we do. I think in a lot of ways is, is nights sure. like that um, and being able to, to kind of bring the energy and teach new people what supporter culture looks like and, and, and how a match maybe is different than what they've seen at, you know, a kid's game, right? You go to a, a kid's soccer game in this, are they vastly different in terms of the sport they're playing? No, they're, they're both trying to kick the ball in the net, but um, that's the difference at even the USL level and the, the community level is the passion, the, so the, the excitement, um, of nights like that. So it really was one of those matches where for me, I, I, uh, I look at, you know, moving forward and saying, how do we make every match like that, um, uh, in terms of every experience, but sure. some nights the line, the stars just align and, uh, things work out the way they're supposed to, where, uh, it's a little bit tentative, and then you bang what you want to in the second half, uh, right in front of the locals. That's the way it's supposed to work, and um, you know, and, and and everybody goes nuts. I think that's that's the way it's supposed to happen, right? So, um, the, I like it. You know, yeah, I like it. Yeah, that was um, that was a fun match. I mean, obviously, to kind of go there, um, SD loyal one two one uh, beat Sacramento. But it was really the way we played. Um, that game did not play like a two-one game. That played that game played like a four-one game. And there's something to be said about hey, you know, mm. if it plays like a four-one game, you got to win four-one. You got to score more goals. But at the same time, um, we really saw Guido put his stamp on the game. He really played well, um, and kind of everybody really seemed to click. Um, I do want to give a, a, a special shout out to uh, Miguel Ibarra because I think he's played exceptional at his right back role uh, with obviously Metcalf being out. Uh, with his with his collarbone injury and then um oliver laraz has also been injured so he hasn't really been playing and, and we did it a right back so miguel Ibarra slotted in and if you know his career he's not a right back but um no man he's played well he's he's really played well there so that's just go, just want to give a big shout um he he put in a shift that game um, yeah. he was kind of my second choice for man of the match if um if uh 
uh, Guido hadn't uh, just completely stolen the show. So uh, obviously just to really, really briefly recap, um, uh, Sacramento went up in the 30th minute on a goal. Um, we had a couple yellow cards in the first half. Early sub in the second half, um, Callum Montgomery came off. Douglas Martinez came on as uh, kind of an attacking sub. And then Guido scored in the 54th minute. And then pretty quickly thereafter um, was that beautiful goal that made its rounds on social media that I think I watched a hundred times. Um, just played right out of the back, you know, one touch, beautiful soccer, found Guido in space and Guido just laid a inch perfect through ball um, to Douglas Martinez who sidestepped the keeper and just slotted it home. And I mean, when I say inch perfect, if it was two inches to the left, it goes too far. If it's two inches to the, to the right, the defender cuts it out. Um, that's the kind of, those are the kind of plays that only Alejandro Guido can make on, on our team. Maybe only Guido can make in all of USL. Um, yeah. That's, it's just, it's, it's impeccable. It's, it's the kind of stuff you can't replace. So, um, and then obviously the rest of the game, you know, we kind of held on, uh, which isn't the story for the, the next match we'll talk about, but um, I just want to give a huge shout out to Guido that game. And then we'll talk about the, the post game uh, celebration or Drew, would you like to take it there? Oh, well, I was going to say with Guido, what's interesting is he had that one shot that was he should have scored, right? He had that open net right in front of him. And you, I, I felt like it could go one of two ways past that, right? He either was going to have a great night and overcome it, and that was going to just be a, you know, a misfire or a shot on target he could have had that he just put right at the keeper. Um, but it seemed to be again that was you know a outlier or maybe just a string of play that didn't result in the goal the way that the other ones did but he definitely was feeling it that night in a certain way that we haven't seen from him until the last two to three games where he went from not knowing you know being our 10 playing okay going to and then we lost Rubin again right and then right. He, he goes from being a 10 to being an eight and kind of trying to shift his way through. And we all said, where's Guido? What's Guido doing? You know, where's he going? And then really finding his way as an eight once they pl plugged him in and said, okay, we're going to play you as an eight for sure. As opposed to this weird like 10-8 hybrid. And now we're seeing the fruits of that as he's able to go from eight back to 10 in some ways or advance even further forward uh, in certain formations or depending who the personnel on the field is where he can kind of play back to front and give Charlie some cover in the back as well as come all the way forward and give these, you know, as we said, we don't play a lot of through balls, but when we do, they're friggin' amazing. Um, and in this case, you know, in his case, uh, he's been doing a lot of that in the last few games, and it's going to be the recipe for success between that and hopefully getting Jack Blake back on the end of a few of those. Uh, and, and you're going to have a, a big uh, recipe for success here in terms of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that things are clicking really well right now, and I'm really, really interested to see how Blake he's going to get reincorporated. Um, since he's seemingly finding some health again, he dressed and he did sub in for this last match. Um, yeah. The team seems to be clicking super celebrations. Well. We seem to be finding, you know, a lot of form right now, which I'm stoked on. Um, and sometimes, you know, it, it's, these are the, it, I call them champagne problems or Cadillac problems where you're thinking I got too many good players and how do I get them all on the field? And sometimes you got to make hard choices and hard sacrifices. And I mean, it, it I wouldn't, I would, I don't know if I call it a Wally Pip situation where his spot's been taken necessarily, but you know, everybody seems to be really be playing well right now. Oh yeah. Um, and so it's, it's kind of hard for me to say, I want, I want Blakey starting right the second because what are, what are we supposed to do? Like you can't disrupt what's really working. Um, Colin Martin's exceptional. Charlie's exceptional. Everybody's really playing so well right now. 
Um, yeah. It's hard for me to say, let's, let's get him in there and, 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 you know, take away somebody when it's just all kind of working well. So uh, all this being said, I I'm glad that I'm not uh, the manager of San Diego loyal right now. I'm glad that Landon Donovan is and that he, um, he has to make those decisions and I get to just sit here and criticize him for it. <laughs> so, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. You got, you got, I mean, it's like, who, who are you going to take out? Like if you yeah, even think like, okay, oh, do, Doogie and Doogie's had some of the, that was one of his best games. Even though we tied that, that was one of his better games this last game. So it's, yeah. it really is hard to choose who, who is going to go where. And the hope is that we have the right guys for the right games. Uh, and that, that's really the way I look at it is you, you hope you have the right personnel to where we have everybody firing and we can choose who we want where right and that's that's the ideal for any playoff scenario for any team but uh across our you know bracket looking at the big red and black team um they're not looking great right now right so i would rather be where we're at where we're playing really really well um and and seemingly playing our game even in games where we might not come out with the result uh all three points like this last last night or not last night uh, this last weekend but that seems to be the theme here uh, and speaking of that celebrations we get to celebrate when we win or don't lose um yeah. and even even when we do lose we still elected a man a man of the match there but uh for the guido uh as we said he was excellent in that sacramento match and part of that saturday atmosphere uh part of the nice part was uh there was two bottles instead of one bottle right uh when he came to collect his man of the match growler and and it's something had gotten back to us through the grapevine was hey guys this is awesome, but I don't really drink beer at all. Yeah, that <laughs> like, wasn't. I, just, and that wasn't even, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't think that you were on the platform earlier in the season when he um when he did win man of the match. But that wasn't through the grapevine. That was a direct like straight directly. <laughs> yeah, um, I think he won two weeks in a row, and the second week I do remember that. Yeah, he was kind of really honest with us, and he's like, "Guys, I love it, but I don't really drink beer." Um, and so I I think. I think it was Travis who was the first one. Oh that yeah, hundred like, percent. That was like, yeah. He said, "I don't really drink beer. I drink tequila." Yeah. And so I think I only I only really was... drink tequila is what he said. I think so. It wasn't yeah. even like there's another liquor for him. He's like, I really only drink tequila. That's all I really drink. So Tra- I think uh, in shouts to Travis, obviously, um, came up with the idea, the bottle, the design, um, everything about it. Just massive shouts to Travis. But we've brought that back every single week because yes, um, we, <laughs> it's, we're just, it's we're been waiting. sitting there. We've been waiting, um, and I say we bring we brought it back uh, again. Shots of Travis again, Travis. Um, he, it's a labor of love, yeah, exactly, and, yeah. and something that he he puts his literal sweat into um, getting those those bottles to look professionally done. Wow. Which I, as far as I know, they are. Um, yeah. They they they're but, incredible. So, but we finally had the chance. Uh, Guido, you know, did an incredible job, and um, he came up the stairs and he got gifted uh, his. LDS tequila and um I think he enjoyed himself. I know I know on the platform he wanted to uh he wanted to unwrap it and have some, but it was pretty well wrapped just to make sure there was no leakage um, yeah. during all the weeks and months. So I know they got it unwrapped on the on the unnamed soccer uh on the on match day live, the post game show. Oh, those guys free booze, shouts- they'll find they'll find a way. <laughs> yeah, shouts to Jared and Darren and Jordan um for imbibing and um they they they've relayed back to me uh independently that it was high quality stuff so uh, again shouts to travis from uh, darren that's a high compliment actually darren but, darren is a is a hard hard judge of that kind of stuff too so that's actually means a lot coming from from him um the other thing i will say about it i was gonna say the wrapping the wrapping to, yeah. to travis's credit again just details 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 is what what you look for with this stuff it was wrapped in orange you know 
uh, wire wrapping, kind of the way you might find a fancy bottle of tequila, 109 times. So uh, it is one of those things where, again, details matter, especially in art, and uh, specifically wrapped 109 times. It was going to be a little harder to get off on the podium. It took him a little little while to get to it, but obviously he really <laughs> wanted that victory tequila. And it, it, it is one of those things where as players express their personalities to us, we, we're able to do this kind of stuff. Um, right. and, and it just takes a line or it just takes a um, one one talk, right, you know, in terms of an interaction or a, um, an interview or something like that. And if they give us these little morsels, we will jump on it. We will do something fun um, with it in this case and, and – it was just an awesome moment because it, it is you, you store that joy away like you built up that joy when i first saw it which was you know a few months ago and i was like this is gonna be amazing and then it just sits there and then you're like oh wait he won this match that means we get to do it like that that was just what was so cool was to see how much uh he uh enjoyed that and how the weight was 100 percent worth it i think for everybody on both sides yeah you could just kind of see it in his face um and i i mean we've exchanged a few um, messages here and there and he's, you know, I could just tell um, how much he appreciates that, you know, how, how we'd remember that. And we thought of it, but um, yeah, that was a, just, I just want to give a, a really like rad note to um, how special that kind of celebration man of the match was this, at that, at that uh, Sacramento game. Totally. Um, okay. So moving on, moving on from that sack game two uh, one, obviously sitting in a really good place uh, leading into the next weekend. Um, Playoff berths and clinching was was near, um, and actually we didn't have to do anything after that game uh, to technically clinch the playoffs. Um, on Saturday, the 16th, um, Oakland Roots lost to Orange County, and that dropped Oakland far down, um, far enough down the table that we could no longer mathematically miss the playoffs. So that means we clinched a playoff berth on the 16th. We are currently in the playoffs uh, no matter what. So it's exciting. It's awesome. Um, there's no, no other way to say that. Uh, I, I put it on Twitter. I know Drew, you, you said something cool, you know, something rad too. I know Jerry, Jerry as well. Um, a lot of people have, but it just from my perspective, I just kind of want to sit on my little, my little pedestal here. Um, we put a ton of work into this over many years. Um, you know, Drew, you, you as well, a lot of people involved, all of leadership. Um, even if you're not leadership, you guys are a huge key piece of what we're building here um and so this feels like it's you know it, it feels like it's a stepping stone but it also feels good it feels good to kind of make those playoffs and and kind of get to a position where we we know we've 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 clinched a playoff spot you know last year um with everything that kind of happened at the end of the season um and obviously not even being able to attend um it was just all pretty odd um and it was heartbreaking for many reasons at the end of last season um you know, for Colin and Elijah first and foremost, but also that we were so close to the playoffs and that it just, it, it didn't happen for us. Um, and again, I'm so proud of what the club did way over what the playoffs meant, but um, it was, it was within grasp and then we didn't make them. And here finally clinching, you know, it's kind of like, wow, you know, here we are second, second year, um, pretty comfortably sitting in second place. Um, but there's a lot to that playoff berth. You know, it, it's a nice, it's kind of a nice moment to sit back and go, damn, we've put a lot of work into this and uh, here we sit, you know, we've, we've made the playoffs. Uh, we've gotten to the dance. Um, you you kind of never know what's going to happen from there. Um, and the next step in the, the continual work we have this season um, continues tomorrow. 
at OC. If we win, we host a playoff game. And uh, obviously the club is way better at home than they have been away. So we finally, you know, that would be a big, big advantage for that first round of the playoffs. So um, I'll step off my pedestal now and just kind of say that the, uh, that, that, that playoff clinching, even though we didn't do it um, by winning or drawing or getting a result, uh, it kind of happened uh, from circumstance. It was still like a really relaxing, you know, kind of a sigh of relief and a moment for celebration um, because of all the hard work that we've put in and all the hard work that the clubs put in to build what, to build what we've all built in just a year two. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's one of those things where it means a lot in a few ways, as you said, I, I and it's really well said, man, because it's what I've been thinking about since we clinched was this is amazing, but it almost feels like uh, the way you, you want it, even though last year you would never want it to end the way it did. Right. right. In the sense of we weren't even if we would have gone to the playoffs last year, we wouldn't have been able to attend. Really, we might have been, but probably not. Um, and, and so it's one of those things where just working out the way that it did and meaning what it means now after what happened last year and doing it in such a fashion where it wasn't dramatic. It wasn't, uh, you know, at the last second, it wasn't game 163 or whatever. Um, you know, they, they, they did it. They just came in, they said, I got a goal. We're going to the playoffs and we're going to try and win a championship. And it wasn't negligible. It was something that they they put forward and, and strive to, and now we're able to do it and hopefully celebrate with the fans in a way that means so much more, um, especially just specifically with this club and what happened at the end of our last season, but also yeah. with everything that happened in our inaugural season, which was our fans have been kept from this team. They've been kept from emotional moments from this team and being able to bond with this team and being able to have those uh, synapses that, that, you know, fire and then create those memories with this club. Uh, we've been denied that by nature and, and obviously in this case, you know, society <laughs> to some extent. But that's that's where we're at is now we have the ability to do this. Now it's happening. The club is doing exactly what they said they would do. And as a fan, that feels awesome. And and as a supporter, it feels like everything that we've, we've wanted to be at. So kudos to yeah, everyone here well because, as you said, I think it is like – it's something we all did together. It's not just the club. It's not just us, but the players in the field feeling what we feel and enough of us being vocal and supporting them. And whether it's an Instagram DM where it's just like, hey, man, this looks cool or whatever, like you're doing it. So keep doing it because it's working and we're doing a great job. So thanks, guys. Yeah. Anyway, off our pedestals down to New Mexico. Gross. Uh, <laughs> but not gross. It was really fun having this group here this weekend. This is really the first time we've had a real so away supporter uh, group in terms yeah. of people coming from a place that's not in our region, that's not a rival in the form of Phoenix, who we didn't want to talk to. We maybe didn't want to host for beers versus people who were very kind to us. And when we first started as a supporters group, when we first started as a club, have always said, hey, we really love this league. We love this sport. We really want to help you. And we want to see you be, be as successful as we've been in the few years that we've been around. And when they came out here in person, felt exactly the same. And I don't think I've ever felt um, in, a way, in a way or a competitive match where I cared enough about the away group to where I said, like, hey, welcome and you know what, like at the end of the day, the fact that they got a draw, yeah, there's a lot, of, like, I'd be way more mad if it was Phoenix than I than I was about New Mexico, given the fact that we scored, we 
we had already gotten our playoff berth and they they are just such good people like they really get yeah. it and they get what they're trying to do so really cool yeah. hanging out with the curse beforehand and and, and they showed yeah. up they they showed up at coronado uh beforehand we, we kind of did that as more of a form formal pregame uh this time in the past uh it's kind of just been like an informal gathering uh but this time we contacted coronado kind of told everybody you're coming uh, and then, yeah exactly what i was getting to gabe um these people were awesome. And I think what I kind of learned from this is that um, obviously we all know we kind of live where people vacation. Right. But this was like a perfect example of that. Right. Like people live in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and they support this team. And this was like their one of their summer vacations. You know, they planned people I talked to got here Wednesday and they're leaving Tuesday and they're just like getting away. But they planned it around their team's trip. So I think with um i what i hope is they return back to that regular normal usl championship schedule which is we play every western team home and away and that includes colorado springs that includes albuquerque that includes tulsa that includes um tacoma like it includes all the teams that we have played we've now we've played two unnormal or not unnatural usl championship schedules um with obviously season one being COVID and then this season being with four divisions, um, the traditional USL championship schedule is much different. So I'm really hoping um, that we get back to that and that we can travel more, we can host more, more, more groups because yeah, like Drew said, the only, the only real away presence I think we've had, um, I mean, Phoenix, yeah, you know, obviously they've shown up and that was going to be my answer. And I guess I'll regress a little bit. OC showed up with the, with their bus, um, their their club organized bus, not supporters organized bus, um, and and they made some noise. They were and they were good people. Um, LA Galaxy too, um, when they played here, they had some um, some LA Galaxy proper supporters and supporters group show up, uh, and they made some noise as well. Um, but I'll say, but from, like uh, like us tomorrow, perspective, you know, yeah. Yeah, the curse, like they shut up and I want to give them massive props um, because not only were they um, loud, but they were good people, like really respectful, really happy to be here. Uh, thanked us for, for having them and hosting them. Um, everybody wanted to exchange scarves. I, kind of, I ran out of scarves, um, but they were uh, really good people. So I want to give a massive shout out and I, I, I just hope to make the return trip to Albuquerque next season before we get to the game. Yeah. yeah, I mean they 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 get it, whatever that is, right? They yeah. they get what being a supporter is. They get what American soccer supporting is, which is trying to create a a atmosphere where we don't have to kill each other in streets or uh, fight each other with flares or whatever. And right. maybe we can do weird, cool shit, but like we don't have to bring animosity directly into the into the equation. Sometimes it enters, sometimes it exists, and there's nothing you can do about it. In the case of places like Portland and Seattle, right? Like those two cities are always going to have animosity because that's the way they feel about each other. But they still, at the end of the day, recognize that it's a sporting event and that it's a game, right? And, and that's where we differ from some of the other countries that have great sporting traditions and understand this sport to their soul uh, across their entire country. But unfortunately, with that sometimes comes animosity and and you know, physical altercations and, and violence. And luckily in America, we haven't seen a lot of that. And what I do love is that this continues a lot of that tradition that I would like to see more of, which is uh, being able to have a friendly match, even if it's a competitive match, but a friendly match between supporters where you can kind of build up and, and support what each other's doing. Because really, we're just shades of, you know, the same block. We really are the same uh, people. We're just living in different places and supporting different clubs. 
um, in this case. And, and so that's what was so nice to have that kind of symbiotic moment to say, oh, we're worrying about this. And they're like, oh, yeah, we worry about that a lot, too, right? Like getting back to being in person after COVID uh, and stuff like that. We talked with their supporters group leadership a little bit about that and yeah. and just having beers and kicking back. I mean, and them going, this is really great beer. And we go, yeah, yeah, we drink it all the time. Uh, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, and, and again, the, the I can't wait to go out to Albuquerque. Uh, and do some Breaking Bad, um, you know, remakes uh, on, on our on our Twitter feed, Steve. We can go. You can be Walter White. I'll be Jesse. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> but no, they they were they were just awesome. And then the match, we'll get to it here. Um, didn't disappoint. I, I do think it was pretty nice to have them there in the stands. The nice part was we we tricked them into pre-gaming with us, so they had to come up the hill late, uh, and so we were able to get into the stadium <laughs> a little bit earlier than they did. Um, but they did show up in number once there. They filled out the, the section pretty well over there. And it was, it's always nice to have that because you do feel like it amps us up just a little bit more when you have that competition in the stadium to say, Hey, we got to be a little louder. We got to be, um, you know, not, not leaving too many breaks or not letting them feel like they're hearing themselves too much. We have to make sure it's our home, uh, and that we own it. So, uh, I, I, I think we came to do that, but overall, um, I, I we we played our game. We moved the ball end to end. We really didn't feel like we were giving them much. Oh, sorry, <laughs> hiccups again. In the way of chances, we had a few balls off the off the post in the first half. That really felt like the difference in that first half. Is if we land one or two of those shots in off the post, we probably run away with that game. To be honest, we we were playing pretty well, and it felt like we were the better team. It's just one of those ones where we didn't hit the shots off the post. They defended just well enough. They picked their spots. And, um, you know, we get our goal. We, we're doing what we're supposed to do. We're doing our job. And I, I, up to that point, felt like, okay, we should definitely get a second goal. Because if you only have one goal, you know what can happen is you can dramatically lose two points in the kick of a leg. That's the way the sports works. But it didn't ever feel like that was going to happen till honestly, like the 85th, like 90th minute that it was like, Oh no, we definitely needed that second goal. Right. It's always in the back of your head, Steve, but I, I didn't feel that until like, like 85 or 90. I was like, Oh no, we really needed that second goal. This is getting yeah. a little tight. And it, it, it kind of goes back to something that I thought we maybe nipped in the bud halfway through the season um, with, with finishing games. Um, it, yep. You know, and, and I know Austin talked about it a lot on his post game interviews. Um, so if you haven't seen those, please go check them out. Um, Austin is an incredibly authentic, awesome person. So uh, um, go check those out. Uh, but yeah, it kind of just goes back to finishing games. And I, I, I will give props. It was a it was an astonishing finish, um, and it was a really good play. Um, but even though you give props, um, you still have to you still have to do better to stop it. Uh, they found too much space. And um, it was literally the final 30 seconds of the game. And uh, I'd have to go back and kind of watch and really dissect the play to say who switched off or kind of what happened. But um, it, at the end of the day, you just can't have that kind of stuff happen as we gear towards the playoffs. And I know I've kind of been really positive towards how the club is playing right now. These moments scare me because uh, all of a sudden you go, you know, you go up in a match um, and it's the 94th minute and you're up a goal do we have the confidence that this team is going to close the game out and win or, or is this going to happen and it's going to go to overtime or maybe that's the game winner right there. And then we're out of the playoffs. Like how heartbreaking would that be? Right. 
and we're talking about a draw against New Mexico and a somewhat inconsequential game for us uh, because now we still have a lot to play for with second place. We're not going to catch Phoenix. Um, that's guaranteed. So, you know, there's not a whole lot on the line for us in that past game. There's a lot on the line for us to- tomorrow, obviously. But, you know, you want to start thinking about these games in a playoff situation because all of a sudden we find ourselves playing or hosting a game. If this happens, even with the home field advantage, um, that's concerning. And we've seen this too often this season. So we really need to maintain our focus and just be able to finish games out. And I think it's a lot easier said than done me sitting here drinking beer on my back patio. But um, (laughs) at the same time, you know, it's, it's a, I think it's a fair criticism. You look at the data and, and there's, there's something to that. Um, There's a switch that, that kind of flips off. Um, seemed like from the 85th minute on we were just kind of like clenching and, and holding yeah. on tight and it was just it, it 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 wasn't enough you know so i don't i don't want that to be our signature yeah no you don't yeah. want that to be what the team's about it can't be right? the way like, we go out either yeah no and that's and like i root for too many teams that do this like all of my teams right. um so like don't just don't make that a thing like the the Sacramento game is the closest I felt to how it felt at the end of this, and I felt a little more gutted there because it was at the at a run of bad games. It felt like where it just wasn't working out the way we wanted to, or kind of killing a, a. It was it was hitting a downslope where you felt we were kind of grading off, and that was the confirmation. This feels more like a blip on a upward trajectory where we've been doing good. You can see my in in camera guest over here, Alfie, <laughs> yeah. is trying to bury socks over here. He's very much to go there. Very much the shame of uh, of how I think our club felt in terms of what they were doing, what happened here at the end of these games is you want to bury it and move on. But at the same time, you have to analyze and say there's something there that's happened two to three times, at least in this season, where within the last kick or two of a game, you're going to give up points that you should have. And so it's inexcusable. We shouldn't do it. But at the same time, I think you have to hope that these moments prepare us for the playoffs where when it does come up to the 92nd, 93rd minute, everybody's the right frame of mind of, I need to be on a player. I can't let him get a foot on a ball in the box and we just can't let that happen. And that's exactly what happened here. You can't, you can't get too mad. It was a beautiful goal. It was really well, really well done. And the dude scored a great, great goal. I mean, I, I looking at it back, it was like, okay, it's, it's going to be what it's going to be, but you have to mark players there. There's things you can do to close out games. Teams do it, and those teams win. And then other teams just don't. And um, there's a great – the coach who's actually the best at this, even though he's not a great soccer coach, is Bruce Arena. If you watch his um, you know, MLS clubs over the years, they're really just great at, like, shithousing in the last, like, five <laughs> to six minutes. And they do it really – like, they know how to close out games. And that's why they he won championships with LA Galaxy and is – been one of the more successful coaches in a league where it is a little more about smacking the other guy in the face than it is maybe tactics and but and it, and that's how it goes sometimes is you, you you have to throw that to the side and say how do we just make sure that we tactically do the right things but also keep them from even getting the ball into your final third to create that kind of scenario in the first place yeah so before before we move on from this um I do kind of want to rewind a little bit and give a huge shout out to Austin. Obviously, um, if you were there or or you saw anything on social media after the game, um, Austin Guerrero was our the locals man of the match. Um, he was the entire reason we were still in that game, and I think yeah. you know Drew. We talked about we we played comfortably, we played pretty well, 
but they had their chances. You know, I, I think that both of those things can exist. Um, you know, we, we played really well, but they took the chances that they did have and created good goal scoring opportunities. Um, and even the one that wasn't, you know, I don't know if you can call a free kick a goal scoring opportunity or, or, or kind of a chance in that sense. But um, they, that, that free kick save was, un, it was incredible. Like, and he had many other saves um, in that, in that match that it was the entire reason that we were still up one zero going into stoppage time. Um, that game could have easily been two, one New Mexico or even one, one New Mexico. And then they scored that goal and, and take the three points instead of, instead of the draw. So um, massive shout out to Austin. I think he's done an impeccable job um, since, since Trey went down. Um, he's, I think he's stated this case to be the number one going into next season. Um, kind of not needing to do 100%. a John Kempen replacement like we did last year, right? John Kempen was incredible last year, um, and then we 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 got Trey. Trey was incredible at the beginning of the season. Um, he went down, and and Austin has just kind of slot you know slotted right in, and I think he's been very very good. So, um, I think there was some some worry about his 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 overall quality uh, going in. Obviously, you know he wasn't the number one at the start, but um, here we are, and in winning our man of the match um even though that goal in at the end he didn't get get the clean sheet we didn't get the, the three points um he was definitely the sole reason in my mind that we were kind of still in that game you look at those saves they're they're incredible i mean it's no trey makes you know maybe makes those saves but at the same time you don't know and i he doesn't make the one at the end nobody makes the one at the end john kempen doesn't make the one at the end mm-hmm. so you he he yeah. did have there was one of there was two of them actually that I'm just like man where it's just the entire he he was like a cartoon character where he threw his body in the air almost not knowing and the ball was dipping and almost changing and then was able to throw it like thrust his body enough while in the air to get enough on his right hand to punch it enough to where it wouldn't roll back behind him into the goal and rolled out enough like that's just incredible physical control to have. Um, and I'm glad that he's our keeper and I'm glad he has that incredible physical control. And I think we talk a lot about his legs, a lot about his strengths, uh, as a tactician, as a keeper and not necessarily about his shot stopping ability, which is immense. Uh, it is really, really good. And, and, and up there with Trey and anybody else who we've ever had on a roster, including Kempen. So, um, as we said, John is a, a different, you know, freakish level. I think I've ever seen in terms of a goalkeeper up close. I just seen him do things, but Austin was right up there that night. I, I, I felt like that's why we were going to walk out was because he was just so solid and had the game read so well that it just yeah. felt that way. And unfortunately, again, there's nothing you can do when the other team makes a better play than you. That's why, why you play the game so that the players can make plays on the field. And it, it, it gave New Mexico something to smile about on the way home. And they made the, their vacations out here for four or five days. They didn't go home completely empty hand we sent them home with a souvenir and their souvenir was a point it's like a shot glass version of a souvenir here you go you got something at the airport you know but yeah for uh, for us for us and, and for us it didn't kill our season right we're, we're still in a great spot and we're still yeah. going to be in a good place here yeah for this say, match tomorrow i'll say i'll say that uh, that's another point i had in these notes um this was that that was basically new mexico's lifeline for the playoffs um, mm-hmm. if they didn't get a point out of that game they, it wouldn't have been mathematically eliminated, right? But that would have been um, almost a death sentence for them. So that would have been a, um, a that that game. I'll, I'll say this: that game meant a lot more to them for their playoff chances than it did to even our second place chances. So 
there was a lot, you know, I, we just talked about, um, you know, being able to close games out, but there was maybe a little bit of fire in that they, those players knew what that game meant to them. Um, and it meant everything. It meant everything to them. So um, again, great goal. You can't, sometimes you just got to throw your hands up and go, that's a good goal. At the same time, you do, you hate to see it. So, you know, it is what it is. Okay. So yeah. looking at 45 minutes, we talked about two past games um, and some, some hype going forward, but let's let's turn the let's let's turn the page and look towards tomorrow. Um, tomorrow's match, uh, Wednesday the twentieth at Orange County SC. They are currently sitting um, behind us in the table. Uh, even on matches played, I believe they're three points behind us. It might be four points. Um, I'll look that up. But they are behind us. If we win tomorrow, we clinch second place in the Pacific Division. That means we host a playoff match. Um, that playoff match by deduction um, would be on the 7th of November. Uh, USD football plays on the 6th at home. So, uh, you know, it's pretty obvious that we would play on the 7th. Uh, that is still a Sunday, but it is incredibly exciting uh, because we have been way, way better at home than we have been away. And so while we can talk uh, a lot about that, that's a different rabbit hole to go into. Um, I just want to sit here and focus on how much fucking fun we're going to have on that bus tomorrow. Wait, we're, we're on a bus tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So the bus no. again is sold out again on a Wednesday again. Um, yeah. So another weekday bus. Um, I can only imagine what a bus trip would be like on a Saturday or a Sunday. Um, unfortunately that didn't, wasn't in the cards this year. It's but... almost like those clubs don't want us to play them on those days. Right. Weird. It's almost like it's on purpose. Weird. Um, but yeah, so uh, I'm so stoked. Uh, we're running this back. Uh, if you were on the bus a few months ago, back in uh, in June, uh, we did this the same thing, uh, another Wednesday. So tomorrow we are running it back. Uh, the bus is completely full, 52 people, uh, and there's a there's a lot of others who are doing separate tickets and driving themselves, um, and good on them. But uh, we yeah. will see you in Orange County, and we will be well lubricated, um, well energized. Uh, with a lot of uh, camaraderie and spirit and friendship uh, filling our souls and ready to sing for our club. So um, I'm so excited for, for the bus trip. Um, I do know that there's, just like last time, there's a there's a handful of people from the club that will be on the bus. Um, there's going to be a kind of a, one of their main photographers is going to be joining us, which I think is going to be really rad. I know he does want to do some interviews and uh, and talk to some folks on camera if possible. So if you're up for that, um, kind of let us know, let me know, um, and we can we can connect you. Um, but uh, I think that that'll be a pretty cool feature and some cool footage for the club to use uh, going forward. So that'll be pretty rad. But um, and if I ask you questions on the on the bus, it's totally for the club too. Just go with it. <laughs> it's definitely. <laughs> No, I like I like how your podcast have turned out when you've been doing that. That's 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 that's. It's fun. That's it's very really unassuming. Good. People can't it's tell because when I bring up the microphone, it is like you saw it. It's it, you wouldn't tell. It's just like a cool microphone on the end of a phone. You get really great sound, but yeah. it, you you wouldn't like. It's informal. It's very informal because I could just yeah. like be like, hey, let's let's record. And you're like recording right now. What, what's even going on? I don't, I don't know. So it is fun, yeah. and that that that's been kind of some of the charm of it. So we'll see if we can do some more of that. But yeah, Ryan Ryan and the club are, are going to be um hanging out with us i'm excited to see um how they how they bring it and 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 go so uh let's do it uh dollar beers gabe pointed out here 
Yeah, dollar beers at Orange County. Um, it's 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 crap dollar beers. Um, Obviously, free beers on the bus. If you're on the free bus, beers you on the bus. Yeah, you paid for the beer already. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say I I I was at Stone Escondido earlier and uh, picked up over a hundred and sixty beers. And I know Kim, Kim D, um, who I did see on this, um, she she hooked us up by going to Second Chance and picking up a hundred and sixteen beers from them. Um, so we are well stocked for tomorrow. Um, again, like I said, we are, uh, we know that if we win, we clinch second place. So we are prepping for the party on the way home. I'll say that. That is the goal. So yeah, plenty of beer. Uh, there'll be snacks. Oh, the Um, aforementioned Darren and Jordan also riding on the bus built in. We, we can leave them if we choose to. So (laughs) they've been very, they, they think we're going to leave them. We're not going to leave them, (laughs) but they're very afraid of it. Yeah, because they <laughs> Jordan, Jordan and Darren both keep being like, "You sure you guys are gonna wait till we're done with their post show?" I'm like, "I don't know. We, you know, can we get some of those Buena Vesas from the uh, set that you guys are always talking about?" Or, um, but no, we'll be fine on beers. I don't, I don't think we need that Buena Vesa from the set. But yeah, they'll they'll be riding as well. So it'll be all of your favorite friends from the loyal and local universe uh, there. And again, I think the ticket sales offhand who aren't riding the bus as well as much increase from what it was last time so i'm hoping for a pretty full away supporter section here uh at orange county it is our closest rival it is a very cush nice little stadium and uh maybe a few surprises along the way maybe we'll have some food surprises some entertainment surprises i don't know we'll find out we will we indeed will find out. Any any um, any analysis preparation you have for the game tomorrow, or we're just gonna have a great time, and that's that's the sole purpose. Yeah, I mean, no. Uh, of this type. Uh, Orange County's a good team. They always play us tough. Um, they do. They like to bunker. They like to they like to play hard. I would say my analysis is they're gonna have to play forward. They don't usually like to do that. Uh, they like to play a little bit more bunker and counter and for them to advance for their season again like we played um and this is where these games should get more fun they should be more open we shouldn't watch a ball kicked around for like 30 minutes without anybody trying to do anything these teams should be trying to advance and at least in orange county's case trying to score on us which helps us because typically they don't and gives us a little bit more of a chance to get in on them but last time we played there they played us very tight they do a great job set pieces specifically is something to watch out for and um Steve, sorry, yeah, you were saying they they play us tough. I think that that's yeah, you know. they do. They they just they just always seem to have a good game against against us. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously, uh, we took the we, we had a draw at at their uh, their stadium earlier this year. We lost, um, and then they beat us here uh, as well. Uh, so they they've they're a good team. There's there's no two ways about it. They've struggled against some, you know, here and there, but they seem to be in good form right now as well. Um, but this, tomorrow's game is a, is a huge game. I, I saw Guido put on Instagram earlier, biggest game of the season. You know, the players feel it. Um, yeah. This is, this is the fight for second place. You know, this is the fight for that home playoff spot, which really does mean a lot. Like, I mean, I mentioned this, but um, we play way better at home than we do away. And so we can get a really good start to the playoffs by hosting, um, say, Colorado Springs or um, San Antonio, which is likely, you know, we'll play the third place team in the mountain. And those two teams are pretty tight in, in second and third. Um, but if we can get a good result against one of those two teams, um, that'll be, that'll be fun. That, that'll, that'll, that'll really kick us into gear for the playoffs. 
the, the game after that would likely be away at El Paso. Um, and they're a really good team as well. But again, we've, we've, we've played really good teams really, really well. Um, obviously the draw against Phoenix earlier in the season when they came back and scored two goals after 90 minutes was devastating, but we played 90 minutes of amazing soccer against probably the best team in USL. So it's, it's in there. Um, and if we can get a good start to the playoffs, it can really, you know, it can, it can dig up that team that we all know we can be. So, um, yep. I'll go to the comments here and say how many fans turn out Johnny in the, in the Oasis and in, in the supporters in Orange County. They have a, they have a decent crowd. Um, I'll say that. And they, last time we were up there, um, their supporters are, are good supporters. Um, I went over and, and, and kind of shook some hands and, and did what I could, but I, um, they were good people. So I, I'll say that about the Orange County crowd. Yeah. Um, and, um, I, I expect this. They know that tomorrow is going to be a huge game for them as well, and I expect them to turn out. They're they're legit. They're they're like the outlaws in the sense of they they want to grow the sport and be nice. Like when we went to, went to LA, they were fantastic. They were good hosts. Unfortunately, these Orange County supporters just aren't as big. Like there's just not as many of them because Orange County is sometimes I'm going to say a hellhole of a place, even though it shares a lot of DNA with us. Uh, the culture just seems to drop off a cliff there for whatever reason. Um, there's a it, lot of there's a lot of yeah. fans that are that are that drive up to like galaxy games or that, those that's true in in our regionally fans are, right. exactly they don't support their local they don't I, I will say just i lived in orange county for a couple of years people there are just like i don't do i don't do you know b league or second division or whatever and that's just the way people roll there and that's how they think and unfortunately they miss out on cool stuff like this um or the underground punk scene that's awesome so you know there's all sorts of stuff that uh that's great in orange county but unfortunately sometimes it's harder to start groups like this because people just aren't as about that community for whatever reason and and they they have tried and they've tried doing a great job and so we we sometimes will be like oh well yeah they only got x amount of people or whatever but you can only do so much right you can only do what you've got and and luckily we've got amazing people here in san diego who have grown this thing and made it awesome and so thank you to you for being um, part of what is a great community, but it, just be respectful in a lot of ways. And I don't think I have a problem with this group doing that, but um, not really expecting any problems. Just don't drink too many dollar PBRs, and we'll be all right, guys. Uh, just be uh, be 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 nice to the county line coalition, uh, as they call themselves, and uh, the you know general Orange County fan. Um, just you know, don't don't uh, rub too many elbows, but. Uh, I think we will surprise a few people with our sound and our presence as we tend to do uh, in some of these stadiums where they're not used to having a, um, you know, a, a club like ours be able to travel regionally and, and put up the numbers that we do uh, surprising people like New Mexico did for us this last weekend. So let's keep yeah. that vibe going. And I, I love that part of it. It was definitely fun at the LA, LA galaxy game to have a lot of people just looking over at us. Like, why are these people so loud? Yeah, why are there awesome. so many of them at, awesome. at this lowest dose game? And we're like, well, it's our team's, you know, uh, season. Let's go. Awesome. Yeah. So let's, let's keep doing that kind of thing. And, uh, and yeah. So any, any major news, Steve, uh, uh, about the game? Otherwise let's get into bus details, man. Where, where's the bus picking up? Where, where can I get on this bus? If I'm, uh, ticketed and, and ready to go. So we will fly through, I think this a little bit. Um, I did send an email earlier today to all passengers on the bus, uh, who signed up with their yep. emails with all of these details, but just to reiterate really quickly, uh, three from Balboa park. Um, the same location we did last time in the email, 
uh, there's a there's a link to a pin. There's not really an address to point to specifically. So there's a pin. Please follow that pin. Yeah, inspiration um, point parking lot. If you're yeah, if you're trying to follow yeah. signage at all, that's what you're looking for. But it's a pin. Just follow the pin, as Steve said. Yeah, and then four fifteen ish from Encinitas. Um, again, in that email, um, I did send my personal cell phone number. If you're running late, shoot me a text. I don't want the bus to be like leaving if you're parking if you're like super close. Um, but we don't, we can't hold the bus up if you're running really late. So uh, those are the two times for pickup. Again, beer is included. Um, do have some seltzers. There's some other stuff that we're doing. Um, otherwise, it's just the camaraderie. It's the friendship. It's the, it's kind of the spirit. It's, it's just, it's an amazing time. Um, I will say, um, and Drew, you know this, and, and everybody else in leadership who's helped, um, Kim, Nicole, Travis, everybody, everybody who's helped, um, it's a lot of work. There's no doubt about that. Um, but you get on that bus and you crack your first beer and, and you kind of like, you just enjoy kind of the togetherness that that brings. Um, you know, you're there for one reason and, and it's just to build community and support your club. So it's, it's awesome. It's, it's awesome at the end of the day. So nothing else from my end. Um, on the bus. Um, I just, I'm so excited. Me too, man. I was trying to play with dry ice earlier and I decided I'm not going to do that. So <laughs> it's for a fun project, maybe for the next bus trip, we'll try and pull it off. Um, but not this one, but yeah, there, there's so many fun things that just come out of this that are totally, again, about the community, about people being together and sharing an experience. And, and, and that's what we're sure. hoping to provide for you. Just let us know again at any time, please reach out. Communication is key, you know, and by the time you're listening to this, the bus will probably be on its way and already going. So don't dwell on this too much. But the one thing beyond that as locals news uh, um, that we'd really like to make sure you hear before we move into uh, some other general-ish topics that'll be kind of fun to round out the podcast is we're going to have our uh, player of the year voting going out uh, at our, our 1024 match for um, player of the year voting, right? So it's going to be, that's our last home match. It's our last chance to present, uh, a player of the year. Award. Or less regular season, regular yeah. season match. Sorry. Uh, we we'll have our playoff match, but yeah, that, that's the idea is we'd like to make sure that we get our voting out so that everybody can vote for player of the year. And it'll be a even fancier, um, award for that player as opposed to player of the game, but a similar idea to what we do for our player of the game, but it'll be chosen from, previous player of the game recipients to then choose our player of the year steve sorry yes. no i was gonna say um yeah we, we just we've done player play, you know man of the match voting uh individual weeks so this is kind of a chance to do player of the year um and do uh, yeah like i mean drew you kind of recapped it perfectly you know um kind of a special a special thing um 10 24 again likely is not going to be our last game it's very likely that we will host a game obviously if we host a playoff game obviously if we win tomorrow that's clinched but um we did want to do the player of the year at the end of the regular season to recap the regular season player of the year um and again yeah. this is kind of a this, this is a really rad idea um brought who's, who's yours steve travis oof i'm not sure i'm going to reveal that right away um Wow. Well, the good uh, thing is it's ranked choice voting, so you yeah. you don't have I think to I need choose. To think about it a little bit, really. But yeah, you um, can rank them. So you can rank them one, two, three, four, five. So I think up to sixteen or so uh, right. is how many we had or so. So it's you can rank them in there and and choose. And that's what I found myself doing was actually I went through, I li lined them up, and then I kind of redid it two or three times until I felt 
confident and it's actually two through six is much harder my one was pretty solid pretty pretty strong on my one so but that's gonna go uh, out very soon and it's not gonna have a super long um um uptime voting yeah. opportunity because we're gonna present that this weekend so um that's, that's the idea really rad um and shouts to travis um for the idea for uh buying uh what, we, what needs to be bought and designing what needs to be designed um this growler thing has really been spearheaded by you all season so i just really want to give a huge shout out to you for for the growlers for doing it every week for filling it every week for um keeping it cold it's amazing week. he got a job um, at second it's, chance it's awesome. just to fill growlers <laughs> wow but but um no i just i just i want to make sure that proper credit is given um, yes, above and beyond. Man. Yeah, no doubt. So, uh, but yeah, so that's going to go up very soon. Um, I would say tomorrow, I would say in the early half of the day. Uh, and then we can, uh, we'll go from there and then we'll, we'll compile and set Sunday, Sunday, the 24th on that podium will be a party. Uh, there's some, some other things going on, uh, that, that game that will be, um, will be fun. Will be fun. Will we have a zonkey out there, Steve? Can we have a zonkey? Uh, I cannot for... confirm nor deny that there will be a zonkey. Okay. <laughs> and the zonkey will have a growler. <laughs> the zonkey will have the growler in its mouth. You have to grab it out of its mouth. Um, uh. Yeah, that's cool. So that so that's kind of wrapping up. Obviously, the twenty fourth, um, our our last our last game, um, Oakland Roots. Yeah. Um, Oakland Roots, our last home regular season match. Um, it obviously heavily depends on what happens tomorrow if we win tomorrow we clinch um i wouldn't say we're going to take it completely easy you don't you never want to go you know uh you know complete rotation starting 11 uh, especially in this sport. obviously obviously yeah. after that is our our final regular season match at sacramento on october 30th and again all of all how those matches are looked at and viewed and the tempo and all that stuff is heavily dependent on how tomorrow's match goes. If we win, uh, we clinch. If we draw, I, I think it's very likely we still get second place. If we lose, it's a whole other ball game. So um, tomorrow's match, like Guido said on Instagram, it's one of the biggest matches of the season. And um, so we have to bring it as locals, traveling support, uh, to let the, the let the players know that we also know that this is a huge, huge game and we want to host that playoff game. So... Um, I am planning on bringing it hard as I usually do, but maybe turning it up another notch. So let's go. I was going to bring it over easy, but after your speech, <laughs> I'm going to turn it up to hard. Uh, <laughs> so very the, good, very good. no, the, uh, the other stuff. Yeah. I feel like let's just touch on this a bit while we close out here. We're just at an hour here, but everybody's curious about it. And there's a lot of talk about it. Uh, including in our discord is the midway village plus um so this last week before the match there was a meeting slash unveiling of what we've heard rumblings about and we've been told there's a little more here than there was previously so you should pay attention and we did a decent job recapping this in the podcast last time but it is a new proposal the city said to brookfield who eventually uh, or not Brookfield, uh, I think they actually might be Brook. Whoever won the sports arena site last time, doesn't matter. Threw it out, not enough affordable housing. Let's get rid of that. And the focus on this bidding to take over what is currently the sports arena site has uh, come around again. And the focus is affordable housing this time with an emphasis on 
obviously sports arena and sports entertainment options. And so the team proposal that came forward last time that Loyal was a part of that involved a redone and then eventually new arena as well as a, I believe, pond and, uh, you know, a decent amount of housing as well as partially, and this was not a permanent fixture, but a, a, a uh, temporary, I think about 10 years is what they were allotting previously, seems to be similar now, is a, a at least a 10-year home for San Diego Loyal on the site of where the current uh, lumber uh, yard sits there on adjacent the sports arena property to build a temporary or modular stadium similar to what Phoenix has in uh, uh, I was going to say Carson but it's just the other C name Chandler um, but yes yeah, similar to what uh, they have in Chandler and and be able to host games they're up to about 15,000 people starting with probably a 10 to 12,000 seater with the ability to scale up to a 15,000 seater but a home for soccer that's a soccer specific stadium that's able to probably host things even like uh, the Legion, uh, maybe NWSL, those are all perspective things, but obviously Loyal is the spearhead on the project and the the people who have joined in with this group that includes a lot of other different developers as well as sports entertainment people like Live Nation. Um, and so this site, very similar proposal to last time. The one major difference though, Steve, is that where Phil's Barbecue sits now, do you know where that is next to the sports uh -huh. arena? Yeah, they want to build a 20,000 seat permanent stadium for soccer and so that is the one and that is a add-on i'm i'm still not positive whether or not that's a take or leave it or if that's a you can you yeah. know whether it's all part of the proposal but i would say that's the major addition for us soccer fans to pay attention to is the fact that this could be a gateway to a permanent home as well which that would be a massive deal for us uh, considering the fact that that's something that we've always wanted and and, and we've on this very podcast for the last hour talked about several of the limitations that happen when you don't have your own venue when you have to share a venue and when you're in a place where that venue has other priorities that aren't sports in this case usd their main priority is learning as well as their own sports and so for us this would give us a lot of opportunities right so as fans we're not naturally excited i think everybody's excited about the proposition of this uh as a supporters group we are here to uh, give vocal support or just vocal uh, feedback. I think if, you, if you're somebody who lives in Midway or if you have a stake in Midway as a business or anything like that, give feedback on how you think this project will affect you. seems like a lot of you did that before. I don't think you'll have a problem doing it again, but it is something that I find to be kind of interesting, man. I, I do think this seems to be in the timeline on this, by the way, just to give you an idea is that it wouldn't actually the, the uh, temporary stadium would actually happen pretty right away almost by 2024 they're saying 2023 2024 you'd have a temporary stadium there so i don't believe next season or the season after but the season after that so it would be going through most of that three to four year original lease term that they laid out at usd then going over to something like this and then they're actually saying that for the permanent stadium that wouldn't break ground or come up until about 2029 which is when the lease for that like Phil's barbecue area goes up as well. So that's the timeline for it. So it's not something that would happen tomorrow, but it is something that could be a pretty big deal moving forward with this club, Steve. I, I, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen overnight, 
I don't see it happening even, even without like a thousand other legal challenges that get in the way at some point. And we're still sitting here in 2026 going, oh no, what about this new ordinance from the governor? And what does it mean for <laughs> the, the stadium that's going to get built in three years? Like I, I still could see all of that happening, even if it goes correctly, but um, it's exciting. It's good to see that there's something out there that's not necessarily just playing in another college football stadium or anything like that. It's, it's good to see progress and an option, even if it doesn't work out. Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting, I'm sitting here learning. Um, I will say that this this proposal and, and this information has kind of come out over the last few days um, since the match on Sunday. I've been pretty bus uh, focused, and I haven't really had a whole lot of chances to uh, get my head out of the sand from either work or local stuff or taking care of my insane twenty month old son. So um, I'm learning here. I, that's that's all awesome to hear. Um, I've been saying for for years that the the sports arena site is a perfect spot for a permanent soccer stadium, um, and it, it's a it, this it would it would be a dream come true, and it's 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 hard to keep saying that, but it would be. So um, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna do my homework. I'm definitely gonna look into it as much as I possibly can, um, but I'm just here to say you know right now I I I'm definitely uh, learning from the information you're telling me. Uh, because I just haven't yeah. had a chance to do that research yet. So that also we've been amazing. busy with and the I bus really, trip and yeah, games. I really and... hope it works out, but um, I, I need to do a little bit more homework before I put my my stamp on it. Yeah, I and I don't think anybody needs to. The nice part is, as voters and even non-voters here, if you aren't in the city of San Diego, it's ultimately up to the city San Diego City Council is who's voting on this. So the nice part is, as voters, and and we don't and maybe you know campaigns things like that nature we don't have to really worry about that uh the same way we have with pr previous proposals and things that you know steve and i have vo vocally been a part of that i think has given us a different outlook on some of this stuff sometimes going into it is that hey it'd be awesome it'd be really great but you have to focus on what's here now and what we're trying to do now uh, especially since we have a team and we've got a great atmosphere, we've got a great culture here, we've got a great setup. You know, at USD, it's it's a great, it's still a great setup, even if it's not ideal, hundred percent, it's great. So I do think part of that is just keeping it all in perspective. But um, ultimately, the nice thing is we don't have to um, have a big win or lose moment. It's just going to progress how it's going to progress, and if it's the right thing for that area and it's the right thing for those people and. It's the right thing for our club, uh, which it seems like it could be. That would, you know, would work out really nicely. So we thought it was worth a mention here, just to kind of yeah. recap no and, and get everybody in it. But even more important, um, a former host of this podcast uh, left this <laughs> podcast apparently to become a male model. That's what I'm hearing. Is <laughs> that he thought his talents were being underappreciated in a verbal, uh, you know, audible medium. Uh, even though he does great with words as well, I I think that he want he sees himself as a visual icon, as a sex symbol. Um, <laughs> maybe not maybe not his wife and children who are also modeling the Dia de los Muertos uh, merch alongside him. But Jerry, our uh, former beloved co-host of this podcast, um, was wearing some of our another shout out uh to travis we need like a button or like a sound like shout out we to do. travis because like we just do it like 16 <laughs> times a podcast but uh travis designed uh a lot of this uh maybe all of it uh new dia de los muertos merch for loyal that is absolutely incredible it's some of my favorite stuff whenever they lean into the layout i like to say whenever they go in that direction they create beautiful stuff that's awesome so 
Um, you know, and usually it's because they're tapping Travis uh, for some of those designs, but it, it really is incredible merch. And again, the models for it are also incredible. Um, we love you, Jerry. We think you look great. And uh, only, maybe Nydia and the boys look a little better, but uh, I for think sure. he, would, I, he would say that too. I put, I put my I put my word behind that one. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it did. It, it turned out amazing um, as as expected um, whenever they tap Travis, like you said. So uh, again, shouts to Travis. Shouts to the club for uh, continuing to put out quality stuff. Um, but yeah, just wanted to give a quick shout out there. Um, the last little bit I think we can wrap up right after this would be uh, we still have a lot of locals kits. Uh, people who bought locals kits and selected pickup, um, please reach out to us. Um, we can bring them to the matches in the stadium if you can't make it before the game. Uh, we want to get you guys your stuff. Um, if you selected pickup, but you now you want to do shipping, uh, again, reach out to us. Social media, our DMs are open. So shoot us an email. Um, uh, however you can reach us, please do. Uh, there's ways that we want to get these to you. Um, the, we've had them for over a month now. Um, and we really, really, really want to get these to you guys. Uh, they've obviously turned out amazing. Um, I'm so happy with how they turned out. Um, so again, just reach out. We want these to get these to you in hand, however we possibly can. Um, so make that happen. Yeah. We'll have them tomorrow at the parking lot for the bus, for instance. So if you're riding the bus, we can get you your kit. Um, if you are not riding the bus, probably not going to be able to get it to you. Cause it'll probably be under the bus or in my car, which we'll leave in San Diego. So, uh, <laughs> but if you are running the bus from Balboa specifically, and if you are not running from Balboa, you can always text or email us back to the email you got today. Uh, and you probably aren't listening to this. So all of that's great. But either way, um, if you're a person with a kit, get back to us. Uh, and that goes for any merch. If you have any outstanding merch, let yeah. us know and we will we really definitely get it to you. Out. And our goal is by the next month or so to hound you to where you know you have outstanding merch and do everything short of driving it to your house and maybe even do that. But we'll make sure we close out everybody's merch uh, here by the end of 2021. So um, just make sure to keep your eyes out for player of the year voting. Make sure to keep your eyes out for a raucous bus from here to Orange County uh, tomorrow. Um, I, I'm good, man. Just don't wear orange. That's my only rule, Glenn. Yeah. Who keeps bringing it up in the Discord? I was gonna wear orange, Glenn. Why are you even thinking of wearing orange to Orange County, man? That sounds like it's just a a rife proposition. He is correct though. I think there was one or two times we played them and we wore orange, which I still think is like the weirdest thing. Like, I I don't know how we how we pulled that, but it's like yeah, that should probably not happen. We should probably not yeah. wear the team we're playing with the color uh, that their county is you know associated with. But uh, we appreciate everybody coming out here. Yes, thank on you for a tuning Tuesday in. Night. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, great, great number for everybody coming out tonight. Yeah. So awesome. Uh, we'll keep doing these again, and we will try and do some more fun on the road type stuff as well. But give us the feedback. Give us the uh, ideas, um, you know, and we'll, we'll run with it. But, uh, Steve, anything else you got, man? I got nothing else. I'm just so stoked for tomorrow. Uh, and I think we're going to hang. I'm, yeah. I'm going to hang around here a few hours, Drew, for a few more minutes and Let's see what after hours brings us, but um, that's all I got. That's all I got for this week, and I think yeah, we'll be back next week. Let's say bye. Let's all right, I'm Drew. This is Steve. Let's go.